Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I watched a video the other day, and it was pre-election uh, decision, where he goes, uh, you know, I try to stay out of politics. OJ don't really do politics. That ain't really my thing. But I will say this. Whoever is elected the president has to commit to being the president. And we were like, I'm sitting there like, OJ, that's not the issue at hand. Neither one of them is like, I don't want the job. You can't just be halfway in or halfway out. <laughs> you have been, because being a running back, let me tell you about the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Yep, there it is, there it is, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another phenomenal episode of My Mama Told Me, the podcast where we dive deep, deep into the world of black conspiracy theories, and we finally work to prove that Clarence Thomas put his pubes on every can of Coca-Cola. Anita Hill was just the first person to notice. The man loved pubes on Coke. The fact that she caught one, that was just on you, Anita. You shouldn't have been looking down and drinking Coke. <laughs> it's, it's just facts. These are the facts, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Langston Kerman. I'm happy to be here as always. We have a phenomenal show for you, my guest today. I'm so excited that he's here. He's so funny. You guys know him from his Patreon, backslash Sean Distin on Patreon. I'm giving his name away before I've even introduced the man. He also has an amazing, hilarious podcast that I love very much. It's called We Have to Stop 
talking TMNT on CBB. It's hilarious. It talks about the Ninja Turtles. I'm a big fan. Give it up for my guest, Mr. Sean Distin, everybody. Yo, Langston, Langston, Langston. I am yes. so excited to be here. I'm so excited <laughs> to talk about what we're going to talk about because you you were like, what do you want to talk about on the podcast? And I was kind of mm-hmm. like, man, I'm drawing a blank a little bit. And when yeah. you sort of offered up this topic, I realized how much this was a part of my life. I just am yes. so excited to talk about it. This is the energy that I love because <laughs> because your topic, I think, is one that certainly people have. Uh, it's been in the lexicon, the American uh, conversation for a long time, but I don't think people ever get tired of it. It's never going to get old. Trial of the century. Trial of the century, like, they say. That is that is <laughs> you said, and I want to make sure that we get this right for our listeners so everybody feels comfortable and landed in all of this. But you said, my mama told me. OJ didn't kill those people. Now, I do not want to attribute my mom to that <laughs> because I don't remember specifically what her take was. I do sure. remember everybody kind of being very happy and chill about it like no one yeah. was bad i mean i know if you remember like i was in middle school at the time and like you know when the verdict came down like what you heard was true there was a straight up pavlovian response that all mm-hmm. white people were just like what the fuck and every yeah. black person was like <laughs> it was like we finally got away with one like even if you thought yeah. oj did it you were like we can beat the system too every once in a while, which was its own win. It was a very yeah. strange time. I I think, and it's a it, yes. You're making some wonderful points that <laughs> that I totally agree with. One of the things that always or has bugged me about some of the portrayals in like the documentary and like the television show is that it's a bunch of black people being like, "Yes, finally, go OJ, go!" And that wasn't as much the vibe, at least in my yeah, house, it where wasn't. it was like. All right, shine on, nigga. Go crazy. I don't <laughs> it was know. Like, it was like, okay. It wasn't yeah. really celebrating. Like, I think they definitely, and, and remi- I'm reminding you, like, we were in middle school, when, so everyone was really dumb. We were like mm-hmm. little kids responding to, like, we didn't even really know how to respond, you know? But I don't remember adults being like, I don't remember my dad picking me up from school and being like, yo, this black person got away with Like, <laughs> I don't it's think, a big day, yeah, Sean. Yeah, it's a big day. Let's go get some ice cream <laughs> or some shit. It wasn't like that at all, but it was a weird time, and I don't remember my family ever really wanting to say he did it, but I can't mm-hmm. really even remember because the OJ trial specifically for me was more intent. Like, first of all, you know, I was in middle school. You just had it like, was something you followed when you were a kid. But yep. then in high school, I went to this magnet high school in Florida called Coral Reef Senior High School. Shout Great. Out to I love that name. That. It's That's a very perfect. strange, stupid name. <laughs> um, but uh, we... every other high school names themselves after like a, a famous person. You were no, like, we were like Coral, Coral Reef. Reef, I guess. Like we don't have to like ask anyone for permission. Um, but it, it was a magnet school. So I went into criminal justice, the magnet. And Mm -hmm. because of that, like I had a couple electives that were basically just like training you to be either a cop or a lawyer. But in the first couple years, you just took these general classes. And in one of the classes, one of the assignments was we watched 
the entire OJ trial. Wow. Over a series of months, we watched I was about it. to say, that had to take a long time. It took time. a long time, and we watched... I think we may, we might have skipped some parts of it, but we watched, like, months worth of this trial. And right. did different assignments on every part about it, and just talked about procedure, and talked about all this shit. But, like, we were also, like, watching it like it was a TV show in class, and we were, like, right. taking sides, and, like, some of us started <laughs> to be like, yo, Johnny Cochran's right. Like, I... <laughs> Where do I stand on this conspiracy? Yes, answer? please. I, that that <laughs> was the question that I was building now, towards. Where do I? But stand I love that on you're it. you're getting right to it. Where do you stand now? How are you feeling about OJ's innocence in relation okay. to specifically murder? There's a complicated answer to that. <laughs> do I believe he should have been uh, not guilty after that trial? Yes, I absolutely mm. agree with the outcome of the trial. If you watch it. You kind of are seeing lawyers pick apart a prosecution in a way they weren't ready for. You see mm-hmm. the ineptitude of the LAPD. Is he innocent? I do not think so. I okay. think he is a part of it. And I think the biggest conspiracy that I do believe is, and I even put up the Zoom background here for Oh, you, I see it. Is, I know what this is. <laughs> I think Jason did it. Jason right. is OJ Simpson's son from his first marriage. And when you dig into that conspiracy and then you mm-hmm. and then having also watched the trial and seen how like if OJ walked into this house and killed two people, the physical evidence should be overwhelming. Yeah. But they could barely prove it. And they had some very circumstantial evidence and it really clouds the OJ angle. But then when you hear some of the like really outstanding circumstantial evidence for Jason, you're just like, give me more physical evidence. I want yeah, them to yeah, test yeah. his DNA against you. Like I want all of it, you know? I will say that the Jason Simpson journey of it all or, or theory of it all is one that like when I first heard it, I was like, I don't know. This just seems like somebody reaching. And then you really unpack everything that they have on Jason or at least potentially on Jason and if nothing else to your point it makes you have to go okay well we don't know for sure that OJ did this and, and let me just say this too because I've, I've done a lot of like you know I'm like a comedy performer so I've done like a lot of OJ I've done a lot of like playing around in this space comedically and I want to yeah. just say like I even stopped doing the character after a while because I was like man two people were murdered here like, <laughs> this is kind of <laughs> fucked up to be dancing around and like being OJ and having fun with it but sure. so just to even just disclaimer like it was a horrific crime and I do think that like it is a shame that it is not solved and there isn't justice for the Goldman family and the the Brown family like I yeah. do think that there's some fucked up shit there. But ultimately, I think Jason probably did it. I think OJ probably tried to ha- help him cover it up. Mm-hmm. Hence the drops in the Bronco. Hence yep. the tiny bits of, of evidence that you can tie o- OJ to. And some of his peculiar behavior, including the Bronco with AC, with, with uh, you know. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 
I don't know. I, I, that's where I'm sort of landed on it. And I'm like, that doesn't make him not guilty, you know? Well, number one, you got to a very important thing that this was, in fact, the murder of <laughs> it's two just, people. It's awful. It's and awful. it is not. It ain't that funny, <laughs> but <laughs> it's still a comedy podcast. Yeah, yeah. And so we'll figure out a way to make this okay. But I, I will say that I don't know if you've ever had the pleasure. And I, I use that in a very loose way because I, I similarly thought like for a while like oh i'll have some fun in this kind mm -hmm. of thing but i my wife and i listened to uh if i did it we we like downloaded the audiobook of if i did it the oj uh yeah, semi confessional yeah, the, the book right, right right and one of the things i thought this is going to be hilarious this is just going to be a dumb man making a bunch of missteps as a writer but the thing that i didn't realize is that because the family only won a civil case and lost the criminal case. Mm -hmm. They were never actually really paid, right? OJ claimed broke. Mm -hmm. He couldn't pay them for basically what he was, you know, owed, what he was meant to owe them in court. And the only way that they could actually get the money back was to buy the rights or, or basically Acquired retain the rights, rights right. of the book. And with that, there's a one hour prelude. When you listen to the book of just like Ron Goldman's sister basically crying on the microphone saying how this book not only has ruined their life in that it's the only way that they can collect money, but then number two, everybody shames them for having the rights to the book and basically trying to make money off the death of their son. That is so <laughs> crazy. That is, I mean, look, that is so sad and mm -hmm. you know i think it's funny though to be cursed by like this book that is selling like <laughs> <laughs> and it's like I, I don't i didn't listen to the book but from what i can gather or from what i've heard he like describes a whole night that like where it mm -hmm. happens and he's like this is what would have happened or whatever and yeah. doesn't he do like a tv interview where he also talks a lot about it he does. He he did a an interview with Soledad O'Brien where he basically <laughs> sat down with her and and did a uh, live reading. It's not a reading, but a oh, live right, sort right, of like right. acting out of the book. And in it, he basically creates this character named Charlie, Charlie right. who he claims is this person who he doesn't know very well and he doesn't have much of a relationship with. He doesn't know anything about yeah. Charlie, but Charlie is the one that basically commits the crime and oj is sort of his assistant if you will throughout this process i mean look that's more to me that is more evidence of this jason like it could because i honestly believe that the only person that oj would cover for or would like act that way after the trial is either himself or mm -hmm. a close family member like it would just have to be he has proven himself in every facet of his life to be a complete like megalomaniac type person. Right. But he's not necessarily somebody that we're seeing being shitty to his kids, at least in a direct way, other than uh, allowing his ex-wife to get murdered and leave them without a, a mother. But Here's the thing. We should all like. Because I don't know if people know the Jason evidence. Like, we should just and, go and, through some of and it. And right? we're going to unpack that. Okay, we're going to We'll get that. there. We'll we're going to get into the okay, research. Okay. Let's stay in the emotional truth here. True, true, We'll get true, into true, Jason. True, true, true. Okay, we'll <laughs> Jason get is Jason. not going missed Okay, here. okay. Well, then, look. And then the, the, the other parts of it that are 
I think almost not disputed at this point is the conspiracy of the LAPD. Like, mm-hmm. regardless of OJ's guilt on the murder, you know, regardless of his involvement, the yep. LAPD did some very shady shit. A hundred percent. Like, I, I've been watching, uh, I don't know if you watch it at all. I watch a shit ton of Unsolved Mysteries. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, you know, Netflix There's some new show. ones, Very, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's brand new ones out. Their second season on Netflix. And almost every single episode, the major thing that you walk away with is the police are bad at their jobs. Hmm. Sometimes they're bad at their jobs because they're uh, racist. Sometimes they're bad at their jobs because they don't do good detective work. Sometimes they're bad at their job because they do great detective work and then just lose evidence. Damn, but one Langston, way or the other, it's interesting because it kind of sounds like we should just maybe defund the pol- I don't know. <laughs> Like, why are we giving, hmm, I don't know. This is interesting. I don't know, Sean. It sounds like you're taking things too far. No, I don't want to take, I don't want to, that's not a bad, what, bad slogan. What could we possibly do without the police? What They've would we kept do us with the safe money? all this what time. What would we do with the money and not give to the police? It's a, always a fascinating journey when you start to look at the work that the police are doing that basically is working against whatever they're trying to prove. And I think to your point, the OJ trial is a perfect example of that. A police just not only being like fumbly idiots, but also intentionally violent against, you know, the person that they're essentially trying to prove guilty. I am from Miami, Florida. So like I have been around cops, like, you know, they, the show cops, remember that? Like, they would yeah. shoot tons of episodes in like neighborhoods that I was just hanging out in. Like, yeah. it was a very heavy cop, and you got fucked with by the cops all the time. And you start to realize that like they're driven by numbers, which is a really fucked up thing. But right. like, they want to close cases. They want to put people in jail. Like, it is to their benefit to make someone guilty. So they'll plant drugs on somebody. They'll do. And in their head, they're not doing it to an innocent person. Right. Like, I think they think OJ did it, but they were like, we got to actually make this a slam dunk. And I think that's the violence, right? Is that like the reality of our system isn't they're they they're unable to remove their own bias from this and so like ultimately you're just asking a bunch of people who have a very hard form of opinion about a person or about a crime to like be neutral on some shit and they can't it's, these it's, motherfuckers aren't skilled in that way and then not to mention the ferment the mark Furman of it all in this mm-hmm. trial like i think if people don't know about this trial i do think watching that show the people versus oj simpson does a really good job of at least laying out a lot of the evidence that is true that you'd be like, I did not think that that could be true. Yeah. (laughs) Like the fact that he had these tapes where he was talking about framing black people, like it it is so (laughs) crazy. Like, but even crazier is a police department who then still puts this person on the biggest case of the century. It's insane. Like there's a, there's got to be a level of accountability on their end where they're like, all right, he's racist, but we're not gonna put we're not gonna put him in charge. Let's see, there's a murder of a white woman. Let's go send old racist Mark Furman. I mean, he must have been like closest in the area. Like, who knows what it was? But like, to me, the deadlock on oh, it must have been OJ by the cops. Mm-hmm. 
whether it is racist or whether it is just them looking at what the least common denominator is, like what the easiest answer is. Oh, she has an abusive husband. He yep. is there. Oh, he's like, he was in Chicago. Like, what is all this behavior? Like, very yeah. easy to be like, yo, OJ did it. Why are we putting any effort into anyone else? And I, I think you're also tapping into a really important point here that that is worth noting for our listeners is that I don't think and I'm certainly not hearing it on your end. Neither of us is defending the quality of OJ as a human being. No, I don't think that like this OJ is a trash like part of a the bad whole man. Thing. <laughs> I, what's really fucked up is so again, I'm from Miami and directly after the trial, his mm -hmm. family lived in Miami like they lived yep. in the area. And his kids were notorious, notorious little bad kids. Like, oh, shit. Not like Jason might have been older and like wasn't a part of it. But like the kids yeah. who were like in the private schools and shit, like they were probably like the rumors were they were like selling illegal cable boxes and they were like selling drugs because <laughs> they didn't have money because like their dad was broke, you know, like. So what like there was journey. a lot of evil shit going on. And then like, you know, OJ had that like really fucked up incident where he like assaulted the guy in a car in Miami yeah. and he, like pulled his glasses off. Like I think OJ and, and to that end, like when you watch documentaries about him, you're like, yes, I do think he probably had CTE has CTE and probably like has rage issues and probably is abusive. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's where Jason learned it. You know sure. what I mean? Like, and that a hundred percent, this isn't, this is a, at best, this is a learned behavior that he adopted from a very mean man with a very unhealthy relationship with his ex-wife. He's probably seen his O.J. Simpson be fucked up with multiple women throughout uh -huh. his childhood. He has his own like mental shit that he's dealing with. I do think that like O.J. is guilty of this murder. Yep. Did he commit the murder? I don't quite know. Yeah. I, I, and I and I'm I lean towards no. Yeah. One of the things I remember as a kid, and maybe you remember this, and you're in you were in Florida, so mm -hmm. it probably was like much more of a conversation for you all. But like immediately after the trial, the like one of the first videos they showed of OJ was him like golfing mm -hmm. in Florida, and they had he had like a new young white girl that he was like dating who looked a lot like Nicole and the news was making all kinds of big deals about it. And I remember specifically that the people, the women, especially in my life, that was the point where they were like, nah, that motherfucker did it. No, I, mean, I, I will say that there is an element in the black community of like, that's what happens when you date a white. Like, uh -huh. I, I think there was a bit of that where it was like, mm -hmm, he's going to, that, that is not a, a healthy dynamic. Like, nope. And, <laughs> It's interesting because, like, I don't know, like, I don't want to say that, like, that has anything to do with it, but, like, he has this strange ownership issue. He had this weird, like, OJ wanted to be white. Like, he yes. was a person who was like, I don't want to talk about race. I don't want to talk about politics. I Yeah. So, like, there's a strange, there's a weirdness there and, and, and like, a, a weird self-hate there. And I think I if, if I may, I think part of it is is not just wanting to be white, but wanting to be powerful yeah. out in the world and equating whiteness with power. 
So for him, it's like, what is the most powerful person? A white man. I will elevate myself to whatever that is. He should have just, he should have just Sammy Sosa. He should have just lightened his skin. (laughs) Get some blue contacts. OJ should have just lightened his skin. I don't know why you had to go through all this bullshit. I would love that. If OJ would have lightened his skin. (laughs) (laughs) And then we would have not been talking. It would have been fine. He would have gotten off and everyone would have been like, he probably didn't do it. I still would have loved if he lightened his skin and still tried to steal his memorabilia back. (laughs) I want... I want him to still go to jail. That is as, another thing. That's another conspiracy. That is another conspiracy because there is the conspiracy that that was a setup to put him in jail because he should be in jail. Like it was like right. a retaliation sure. for what he did. And there was like, it was almost like a sting operation to just like get him arrested. So, right. That justice was justice, quote unquote, mm-hmm. was not originally served, mm-hmm. but will get him for this much more minor crime and turn it into what ultimately looked like a murder level of uh, prison like punishment. Like it yeah. was crazy. But yeah, he's he, the chapters in this man's life. There are so many like they were, they <laughs> we were so even many. just talking about like the Miami years. Like there's the Miami years before and after the civil trial, like. Mm-hmm. There, there's a whole there is like this before the civil trial where like oj was like i'm it, he was like the he came he was like the king of miami like it was very <laughs> funny when he showed up because it was just like yo i'm oj i'm the most famous person in the world because i got off on, with this murder and yeah i'm now gonna join a golf club i've i've long said this and and it's it's problematic at best but oj is by far the funniest murderer of all time (laughs) (laughs) pound for pound oh my god if you you watch his twitter right now like (laughs) i don't know if he knows how funny it is but that shit is funny as hell he has i think he has no clue which is what makes it so wild his twitter is his twitter is just like all right well now i want to talk about what's going on with the dallas cowboys now (laughs) as a football player like he would just talk for like four minutes about one specific. Is like, all right now, OJ fans. Now <laughs> this election is really crazy, but we have to come together. All right now, OJ Allen. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? Oh, we're gonna take a break. We'll be back with more Sean Distin and more. My mama told me. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. 
Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Yeah, we're back here with more Sean Distant, more My Mama Told Me. We're still talking about OJ, if he did it, why he did it, and who else might have done it in this uh, terrible, terrible murder Mm. of Nicole Brown Simpson and Ron Goldman. This will be a fun way into the research. But one of the we were talking about how silly OJ is. And one of the things that he talks about in If I Did It is how much of a uh, karate expert Ron Goldman is. Yes. I don't know. He says Ron Goldman immediately goes into karate fighting. And uh, it was well, it was it's funny because I I read somewhere that he was a second degree black belt third degree third degree and he like did try there are bruise marks and stuff like there is evidence of him fighting back so it's interesting that oj would add that detail he's like and then he jumped into <laughs> to to jim Cotto where he was <laughs> he did a back i love that oj oj despite the brain damage is still very familiar with the different karate styles <laughs> <laughs> he was doing cheat kudo which was something that i had my sensei said, I'm not properly trained to fight against that. And so OJ was nervous. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Uh, so let's jump into some of this research. You brought it up earlier, and I think it it is the most sort of like outstanding potential other story mm-hmm. that might exist for who murdered Nicole Brown Simpson and Ron Goldman. But Jason Simpson, age 24 at the time, is the prime other suspect that was never actually looked into for the murder trial. Tell me what you know. So I know a bit about this just from internet research. Like there isn't much out there other than that. There's a book written by this guy that I've not read and it is like, O.J. Simpson is innocent and I can prove it or something like yeah, that. Yeah, William C. Deere mm-hmm. uh, is this guy who basically writes an entire book basically saying that O.J. is innocent and I can prove it, where he explores all the reasoning and logic for Jason being the actual murderer. But I do, again, think that that is a flawed title because he says O.J. is innocent. I don't think that's tr- Like, I do think mm-hmm. he is probably an accessory. He's probably, at the very least, was on the at the crime scene. So... Yeah, stuff I know about Jason. I know that he had 
a diagnosed rage disorder. That's right. A hundred percent. And it was uh, something that I guess has been described colloquially as Dr. Jekyll or Jekyll and Hyde disorder or something. That's right. So it's called intermittent rage disorder, uh, which I had never heard of. And yes, uh, colloquially, it's Jekyll and Hyde syndrome. Mm. Um, and he, he was given a drug called Depakote yeah. to control his rage and seizures. Apparently, it, it, it's so intense that he can go into seizures, seizures. from it. Interesting. Um, and that drug that he was taking, he stopped taking two months before the, the murders incident. took place. So, yes. also, in that two-month period, he was on probation or something for threatening his boss with a knife. And now he was yes. a chef. <laughs> so he was a chef. Proficient in knives. He had a knife set and he threatened his boss with a knife. In the past, he stabbed himself in front of his girlfriend mm -hmm. in an episode. He threatened another person with, like, he has multiple verified on the record instances where he threatened people with knives. Yes. And not only threatened his girlfriend, he nearly killed her with it, like, mm. was fully attempting to stab her to death Jesus. with a knife. And seriously injured other people with knives in the past. So he is not unfamiliar with knives. And even more so, a former roommate or classmate, rather, of Jason said that he was actually trained in hand-to-hand -hand combat as well as field knife training when he attended the Army and Navy Academy. So this is a motherfucker that knows he knives was a knife front to guy. Back. I mean, it's that's what's so crazy about the incompetence here is that, like, if any of this is true, which, mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I've only done internet research, so it's like, what am I verifying, really? It just seems sure. like it's been corroborated a bunch, and it's in this book. The fact that the police didn't even, like, do a cursory investigation, the fact that we don't all know this person's name as a suspect yeah. before, it, it's insane. The other, thing, the other things you, you find out are there was a hat found at the scene. Yes. With blood and hair. I believe hair from a dog as well. Mm -hmm. And OJ didn't wear hats, but there's a picture of Jason Simpson with a black hat of the same style with mm -hmm. a dog on his bed. Yeah. Not only is it that they find the hat, but they find hair in the hat yeah. that, yes, belongs to a dog, but then also belongs to someone who isn't OJ. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they there are multiple pictures, not just one, but I know the exact one you're referring yeah. to. But there are multiple pictures of Jason Simpson wearing a similar style hat. Right. Bunch of different colors, right? Hanging out in the hat, like in indoor settings. This motherfucker loved that hat. Yeah, so it's crazy. <laughs> and another part of it is like, I think that like, they found tons of fingerprints. They found mm -hmm. tons of physical evidence that did not match OJ. Yes. The fucking, the DNA under Nicole's fingernails did not match OJ. I believe we ultimately were like, oh, it was forensic mistakes or whatever. I think like that's they end up saying in a bunch of this stuff, but it's like it just didn't match. And right. it could very well have been, you know, Jason's. It very well could have been his Bruno Mollies. It very well could have been his gloves. Sure. It very well could yeah. have been all of it. 
Yes. And to your point, the Charlie of it all, the the Charlie that OJ refers to in his book and in the interview is often attributed or rather connected to be him protecting his son, son yeah. by giving him a sort of like pseudonym instead of just calling him. I, I didn't really know the guy. I mean, I raised him for a couple of years, but we were distant. Me and he Charlie. wasn't my favorite son. It, it, but uh... so it's also like so he was from a previous marriage and there are rumors that he had this weird relationship with Nicole. That was like a weird obsessive relationship. And apparently on the night he was supposed to come to the restaurant he worked at, but ended up not going to that restaurant and going to a different one. I guess the one that Goldman worked at. Yes. So Nicole was, was uh, apparently and some uh, allegedly uh, scheduled to uh, come and eat at the restaurant where, uh, where Jason was working, despite having threatened his boss with a knife, he was still working at that restaurant, or at least a restaurant. And he, she didn't show up. She went to the restaurant where Brian Goldman was working, and thus Jason, in theory, went into a fit of rage that drove him to go to her house. And so, part of the the argument that people have about the fact that Jason might be the killer is that the murders took place between 9.45 p.m. and 10.05 p.m. And after 9.50 p.m., Jason has no alibi that can support where he was during the period of the killing. He apparently lied and said he was with his girlfriend, but he had to change that story. And he had a time card at the job he worked at that was, like, automated, but that night he wrote in the time. Yeah, Which is, so- like, kind of, yeah. The time clock is working. Everybody else punches in their time, uh, you know, through the machine. But Jason handwrites his uh, and he also puts a little note where he's like, I'm about to go kill a bitch. And, <laughs> yeah, he was like, <laughs> and, and specifically my stepmom. Like it, it, it is the, the, all this evidence. And then there was apparently some other evidence that like there was a knife that they found in a locker that like actually matched better with the knives that they tried to say that OJ used but I I'm I feel like if they found that knife we this dude would be in jail so I don't know if I believe that one quite And okay I'm glad you're saying this because this is the hard part about all of this evidence is that it's mostly coming from a one dude in his book Yeah um and it kind of makes it this complicated thing of how legitimate we can we can believe this right. person to be. And so then, yes, to your point, they find a knife in a locker in a uh, basically like a storage locker that Jason had that not only matches the description and size of the knife that was apparently used on Nicole and Ron, but on top of that has a number of like dent marks and sort of scratches on it that seem similar to the dent marks that were put on Nicole's head oh. when he was using it like the yeah. blunt side of the yeah, knife yeah, to like yeah. hit her. That um, yeah, That's insane. But again, it's one dude. If, if they had, it's a dude who's trying to sell a book. So it's like hard for me. I mean, he's not the only one to come out with this theory. And I know that like there are other pieces of evidence that I do feel like you could probably verify. Like I know that there's a lot of evidence that like OJ immediately hired a lawyer for his son after. The yeah. Next so, day. yeah. So he hires like literally the next day. Hi- OJ hires a, uh, a pretty famous criminal attorney, Carl Jones, to represent Jason, even though his son was never a suspect in the crime. So I feel and despite like, that, yeah. the LAPD was never like, 
Hey, that's weird. We don't have to talk to him. He's getting a lawyer. <laughs> but but to me, it's like if they if this guy was going to put that in the book, I feel like this lawyer would immediately dispute that if that weren't true. You know what I mean? Right. Like there are parts of it where you're like, okay, he's making some claims that are pretty large. Also, yeah. another really interesting piece. Like, so I put up this Zoom background, and I, I'm I've been sort of obsessed with the moment my entire life. Yeah. Of that reading of the the verdict Mm -hmm. i used to have this podcast back in new york that i used to do it i used to weirdly just like play part of it like as a drop (laughs) (laughs) oh okay like now we're being a little more clear about why you felt bad (laughs) you were being a real sicko about it (laughs) well not honestly not even the not guilty part i just love the like whole the the tension that is built in that woman's voice when she starts saying everything and then yeah. the little stumble that she has those are my favorite right parts. she she uh, mispronounces Orenthal yeah, and that's like, Orenthal. that's Orenthal. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of fun it, it you is can tell fun. this is a big moment for her and she she's she's just trying to show up but I think that that moment is the, especially because of the phenomenon of this whole thing being on camera. I think it's one of the most interesting pieces of video of all time mm-hmm. because you get OJ's reaction, which is so puzzling because you you don't know what his headspace is. You really don't know if he did it or not You at the time. He almost seems like he doesn't understand what they said. It, it I, 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 It's so puzzling. Like, he has the most puzzling reaction, and then his little smile comes out, like, it's fascinating. Then they cut to, oh, but even in that same shot, you see Cochran, a person being mm-hmm. like, I just won the most unwinnable Kate. Like, yeah. I cannot believe I won that. You're watching a person who is like, Cochran is like Jordan, like fever game. Like, yes. he's like, he's like <laughs> feeling like the rush of energy of like, I didn't really have much at stake here other than the biggest win of my life. And he yep. like, and then you kind of are also seeing Darden and Marsha Clark's disappointment. Then you start going into the gallery where you see mm-hmm. the Goldman family just like catatonic, like really, really fully sad. melting down. Yeah, I, I, It's really, it's just such an interesting study of reactions, this whole thing. But then you go to the Simpson family and his daughters are weeping and his son has the strangest reaction like yeah he does he's like mad stone faced yeah (laughs) it is so strange he doesn't give anything for a while he just kind of sits there while everyone around him is either weeping in joy or Or celebrating and yeah celebrating hugging each other he just kind of sits there as they reach around him to high five each other it it is (laughs) so puzzling and then you know the goldman family is just audibly they're now the loudest thing in the courtroom mm-hmm. and then you cut to him again and his hands are in his he's now just completely crying and yep. in the context of everything we know or think it just seems like a person who's like wow i put my family through so much shit mm-hmm. i am the one who should really be up there i feel right. guilty about this I, I it's if you if you can watch this reaction, it, it is. <laughs> I, I don't know what to make of it. It's it's not a it's not what I would have suspected my reaction would have been. It's not as relief. A, a person with yes, it the relief 
doesn't seem to exist. And the only real outward reaction seems to come more at the cries from the family, the other family, even more than his, his own, own family and salvation and whatever, whatever, whatever. I, I can't. So I not only is this a crazy conspiracy, but just from a story perspective, mm-hmm. it is so fascinating because yes. it's this shitty person covering for his maybe unwell son. Mm-hmm. But in a way, OJ's like, I didn't do it, so I should get off. And that yeah. might be part of OJ's reaction is that he's expecting to get off. Like, I don't know. It's such a complicated video. That vi- It's so good. Yeah. I, and it's it's also one of those things where it's like, even if OJ didn't do it, the, t- the type of smile that you see out of him feels almost too celebratory it, it's very in a way. Strange. It's all very weird. I, it's so there's weird. a a few more pieces of evidence yes. that I'd love to dig into. Mm-hmm. One of the things that they point to along with his uh, his disorder is that in terms of his mental health, at least, is that Jason apparently abused alcohol, ecstasy and cocaine mm. all, uh, beginning at the age of 14. And police reports indicate that he was arrested at least four times, including a DUI, driving with a suspended license and assault with a deadly weapon, while medical records reveal at least three suicide attempts. Yes, so there were definitely to, suicide attempts that I heard. To about, your yeah. point, this wasn't necessarily a person in their their most healthy mental state no. from the beginning of all of this. Going shit. through a medication change, which which is maybe something that could be verifiable as well, but. It, it it all is so it, it once the story plays out in the way that if justice were served ultimately he, this person is in a facility that is trying to like help him you know yeah and, and like OJ's not this completely fucked up monster like OJ's yeah. life is completely <laughs> fucked up and well maybe it should have been because he was, was already a piece of shit but like. They had divorced and they weren't together, you know, and I don't think there have there's been any other. God, I don't even know, but it, I think it's the, a fascinating alternate reality. I think the 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 justice that would have been that should have been served should have come along the times where he was being a domestic abuser, where right. he was like being a scumbag in all of the ways that he was a scumbag and not necessarily for the thing that ultimately we know him best for which is murder well that is also the big part of it is the celebrity of this is a huge piece to the story because he had this weird privilege in la that like a lot of people didn't and it's just funny that that magnet of celebrity also was what made them want to pin it on him and also is the thing that probably shaded any investigation into his son like if this was just some any dude off the street the son would have been the prime suspect yeah you check all the pieces but instead it's oj and we've decided it's going to be oj and therefore we are only going to investigate ways to make oj the prime suspect okay here's the last piece of evidence that i'll throw at you that I thought was I had never heard this, but I think is hugely fascinating. Apparently, Jason used to write these uh, notes, these little like uh, diary notes to himself that he titled Dear Jason. And in it, 
uh, <laughs> there's all kinds of mentions of like his rage and sort of like uh, at certain points he, he writes about being three people. And handwriting experts have basically connected this back to Jason Simpson, although it's not necessarily definitive that mm. Jason Simpson was the one that wrote this. But in it, one of the, the most important sections, he says, it's the year of the knife for me. I cut away my problems with a knife. Anybody touches my friends, I will kill them. I'm also tired of being Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Yeah, I mean, that is... <laughs> so crazy i I mean i I am very very saddened by the and also one of the things i heard is that like he's nowhere to be found now like people don't know Mm -hmm. where he is yeah he like uh there are some account i kept trying to figure it out and there are some accounts that say he's like living a quote-unquote quiet life in atlanta still working at like restaurants but i don't know how verifiable that is i think most people are kind of like yeah he just disappeared and nobody really knows what where jason simpson i wouldn't be surprised if he changed his name Mm-hmm. He's going by Charlie now. He's just like, <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> just call me Charlie. I oh, mean, I would love it if this family is so dumb that they uh, just collectively are like, all right, what did OJ write in the book? <laughs> you Charlie now. <laughs> well, I guess I'm Charlie. I mean, look, here's the thing that is I, I, because the, the worst part about all of this, and I think the underlying conspiracy theory that like I will always believe. Mm-hmm. And, like, I feel like my family is always going to believe is that, like, the cops are dirty as fuck. Like, they're yes. dirty and bad. Like, mm-hmm. and, and this hope, is... Let me stop you right yes, there. Please, That's please. how they get you. That's how they get you. That's because... how they get you. <laughs> <laughs> that ultimately is the, the entire point of all of this. O.J. Simpson very well could be the murderer that we suspect he was. Mm-hmm. But the cops did such a poor job in this process that you could not definitively prove he's a murderer and therefore unfortunately is should be allowed to go free after this trial i am a person who i used to love conspiracy theories like i would be talking to you about any bullshit like any bad one any good one like i Mm -hmm. i really do like conspiracies but as i've gotten older i've like seen that like they can be somewhat harmful and some of yep. them are kind of dumb, <laughs> but the one that I will always believe, I will always just be like, mm-hmm, yes, yes, is any conspiracy involving the police. Yep. And that I, I've always I've been a, I was a huge fan of this really downer person. I will say the whole story is a very much downer, but he was an incredible human. This guy, Michael Rupert. Have you ever heard of him? I have. Okay, so Michael Rupert, if you're a conspiracy podcast guy, you got to know about Michael Rupert. He was the cop who basically exposed the CIA Mm. for approaching him to sell drugs in inner cities in Los Angeles. There's videos of him. There's videos of him like confronting members of the CIA in open hearings he he has this incredible story. Like, if you guys want to watch an incredible YouTube video, look up Michael Rupert CIA. Um, he's like a young cop being like, I was approached by blank, blank, blank. I have these clearances because oh, of my he's family. like naming names and shit. He's he doesn't. I don't know if he names them there, but he's like, please contact me. We need to talk about this. The guy's like, let's talk about it. 
he exposed the police in selling drugs and the CIA Iran Contra. Like all of that shit is Michael. Like go to Michael Rupert and look up that old shit. And in his later years, because of his like sort of whistleblower attitude, he sort of had to move around the world a bunch because he started mm. exposing. He's a big person that talked about like peak oil. He's talked about like the collapse of the banks. He he kind of predicted 2008 before it happened. Yeah, There's yeah, a documentary yeah. called Collapse where he basically sits in a chair. It's a documentary where the man sits in a chair, chain smokes cigarettes, and talks about how peak oil is going to fuck us up. And it is really, really good. Yeah. But because of this CIA thing, and I remember learning this a long time ago, especially after that KRS-One fucking, uh, well, whatever. There's a whole song about with KRS-One where they're talking about the CIA selling drugs in the inner city. I was like, what yeah, is yeah, this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you look it up, it's this guy. So anything about the police, I'm just like, I absolutely believe it. Yeah, I think I think exact. That's exactly right. There's so much evidence and so much history of the police intentionally doing fuck shit to black, brown, impoverished people. And sometimes just because that's part of what they're trained to do. It isn't even just like a personal vendetta. It's like, no, this is like part of the system that we're built on. Yeah, Yeah, it's fascinating. And I think like. From hearing that when I was young and hearing shit now, like, yeah, all the police unions are run by the mob and all this. And, you know, it's all this. It's all a criminal organization and all this shit. I will believe any police conspiracy because they all end up being kind of true. Like, yeah, that's well, much of a stretch. I think we can both agree. Fuck the police. <laughs> I guess, <laughs> damn, I guess that is what I'm saying. <laughs> All right, we're going to take one more break. We'll be back with more Sean Distant and more My Mama Told Me. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. 
Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoking audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Kamala Harris cut America's meat. That's that on that. That's that on that. Yeah, we're back here with more Sean Disney. More my mama told me. We're still talking about the conspiracy that Jason Simpson is, in Mm. fact, the real murderer and the police are the real pieces of this shit in Mm -hmm. this whole uh, scenario. I have a fun game that I would love to play with you right now. Okay. This game, it's a brand new game that I'm calling If They Did It. You must be loco to mess with us. Don't you know we're dangerous? We'll kill you. We'll kill you interesting if they did it is the name of this game and it's a very simple game all i'm gonna do is introduce to you a few uh alternative theories theories Mm. that i had never heard before in my life about what potentially could have happened uh (laughs) during this murder and what i would love for you to do is just unpack them you're a man who loved or at least used to love conspiracy theories Mm -hmm. when you were more irresponsible so uh (laughs) Just unpack them. Let Let's hear your thoughts on some of these All right, these conspiracy me. theories. Throw me some. Great. My first one, and this one uh, is very interesting to me on a number of levels. But one of the things that they point to is uh, that apparently Nicole Brown Simpson had a drug problem that mm-hmm. she was uh, in in some ways in debt to uh, a number of drug dealers. And that the murder of her and Ron Goldman was a hit for money that she owed on her, I guess, cocaine purchases. I don't know. Now, this is a very common. This was a theory that was up and around when the trial was going on. Like, it was a drug Mm -hmm. thing. It was a drug thing. And I feel like that is kind of one of those theories that gets thrown around like, after a lot of murder, like I even feel like after the Manson murders, people are like ah, this was a drug thing. Like actually, if you yep. go into it, it was a drug. Thing. I think it was too sloppy to be a drug hit. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you going in there with one knife? Why are you going in there? Like I, I just feel like that's too sloppy. Yeah, I agree. There's something weird about like if this is in fact like this major cartel like trying to seek vengeance, you don't send one dude who can get beat up by a man named Ron Goldman. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> and I also think like the 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 part of I think what gave that conspiracy some credence, I think at least in Florida, was that there were rumors that the kids were now selling drugs after the trial. Like, so it was just like, were drugs always a part of the, the picture? I don't right. know. To me, it feels like you go in there, you, you have a gun or something, and why, what what are they selling drugs? They, what, how much money could they owe? I think another weird fucked up thing that I remember hearing was like something about like a Colombian necktie where they're like, that's where you like slit the throat and pull the tongue. It's like that, 
that shit is not happening in Brentwood, man. Like that is so right. risky and stupid. Yeah. So I do <laughs> not think it was a drug thing. Yeah, they're not sending a message to all these people with three pools. <laughs> no, they're I like... don't think. Yeah, <laughs> that old white lady in the slippers next door need to know what's up. You're next, Bernie. I don't think it's they like, need I don't think that's that's the energy that the cartel is showing no. up with. Here's a sillier. I don't know if sillier is the right word, but certainly a more absurd one. There's a theory that OJ hired a serial killer to uh, murder his ex-wife and Ron Goldman, a man named Glenn Rogers. Interesting. Who, who basically uh, claims to have killed 70 women, including Nicole Brown Simpson, is apparently hired by OJ and uh, is, in fact, the murderer. And it's even verified the brother of Glenn Rogers basically claims he genuinely believes that his brother was, in fact, the person who did the murders. Interesting. See, I'd never heard that. I had maybe heard that, like, it looked like it could have been a serial killer, the murder, mm-hmm. you know? Like, there was a sadisticness to it. Which I think you attribute to either someone you know, like a passion, a passion crime, or a serial killer. Yeah. Um. I think there was also some theory going around when I was younger that like OJ tried to make it look like it was a serial killer or something. So it's interesting mm. that there's an actual person that they've attributed it to. I would say that is not a terrible idea for like, sure. like not to, not to say that we should do that, but like. If you were like writing a movie, like that's no, not I a... love, I love that you were sitting there like, honestly, I mean, I'm like, liking what OJ's doing because here. like if this was like a movie, right? You could be like, it's the perfect crime because ultimately, if you get caught, which you want to get caught as a serial killer, like you'll just be like, it was a random killing, you know? Mm-hmm. You find, do you hunt down a serial killer only well, to that... have him kill someone in your life? That's not a bad <laughs> that... idea. Like, That's the part that I think bumped me pretty hard in all of this. Is like, how, what did OJ look up to <laughs> to find local serial killers in his area that that That's could take so care funny. of his ex wife for him? Let me ask around. But you guys, know, <laughs> hey, I'm OJ. You guys know any serial killers? Hey, <laughs> Rob Kardashian. You know any serial killers I mean, nearby? It, I don't. It would have to be some sort of like when OJ was in jail met someone you know what i mean and like because he's oj like oh my god it's oj i love you like you love me huh you want to do something for me like (laughs) i kill people because of you what's up OJ? but i would say this Langston. okay you are an actor we wrote a movie that was like (laughs) dude who wants to like kill his boss and he's Uh like a detective so he hunts down a serial killer and corners him and the serial killers what are you gonna do arrest me he's like no i got a job for you then he Gets his basket, man. This ain't. This is pretty good. It's pretty we good. Got to edit I'm that not shit gonna out. lie. We got to I'm, edit that I'm, shit out. I'm intrigued. I, <laughs> you've got my ear. I want to develop this with OJ. Let's get with OJ. OJ. <laughs> we got to take him into the pitches, and he's got to talk about the Buffalo Bills. Well, here's what's going on with the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> if you're gonna run the ball, you got to have a passing game. <laughs> All right, man. What does that mean? You got to commit okay. to running the ball. Here's another uh, phenomenal. This is a much more absurd one. There are some people who contend that OJ was the victim of uh, mind control 
in murdering his <laughs> wife. That basically the CIA, the FBI, the Illuminati all sort of team up and start running uh, mind control experiments on OJ, ultimately to sort of like increase or, or bring a head to the racial tension that is building already in America, that this is like a chess move, that if OJ kills his wife, we are able to, uh, I guess, solve race? I don't know what the, the I will goal say is. that that is the type of shit I would have been like 10 years ago, I would have like 12 years ago, I would be like, okay, okay. Um, So let me look it up. So like who would benefit from this? <laughs> like what companies... Um, it that that's yes. an interesting one, and like, unfortunately, yeah. the mind control might just be like he played in the NFL and like knocked his head around for however many years, you know, ran right up the middle. Like, I, I feel like that is where the mind control comes mm-hmm. in, but that's a fascinating one. I I did, you know, I used to think about the Illuminati all the time of Bohemian Grove and the Bilderberg meetings and all this shit, and like, I don't know what they're doing, but. How many things do you have to do before you get to, all right, well, now let's frame OJ for a murder so that we can bring racial tensions. Like, they're probably just, like, you know, like, stealing oil from the Middle East or whatever. Like, I think there's better shit to be doing than that. To your point, that's not, uh, that that wasn't in a single meeting where y'all just (laughs) sat down. This got pitched out and everybody was like, cool, 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 cool. They're like, all right, let's get to uh, point 135. Okay, let's see. You guys know OJ? <laughs> no, let's watch Naked Gun. <laughs> Have you heard of OJ? Let's watch OJ Naked Simpson? Gun real quick. Yeah. There's a similar one that also claims that uh, an Aryan cult might have, and not in under mind control, but an Aryan cult actually was the group that murdered Nicole Brown Simpson and Ron Goldman, not for the sake of sort of fixing race in America, but actually inciting the racial mm. tension in America, that they wanted to set up OJ. They were framing exactly. to, to be like, okay, this is... And you know what? Like, I could see how that conspiracy develops because, like I said, after the trial, especially for, like, young kids and, like, people who were maybe just, like, had a cursory understanding of what was going on, mm-hmm. there was this, like, all right, cool. Black people like we did get like there was a weird racial line drawn. And because obviously the trial goes way into it and like the crooked cop shit and the yeah, N word and all Farman. that shit, like it, it all ends up being a part of the case. So it's tr- I, but I don't know if you could have predicted the Mark Furman of it all. Yeah. Like he could have gotten he could have just rolled with his original attorney and just been like a cop a plea or whatever. Mm-hmm. The. The Mark Furman and the Johnny Cochran of it all are very, very, those are wild cards that I think, I don't know if anyone could have predicted. No, I I don't think that anyone anticipated. I mean, clearly OJ didn't even anticipate it because right. he didn't hire he Johnny Cochran He didn't even Cochran want it. He beginning. was like, well, this yeah. ain't a race thing. He's like, it's right. always a race thing. Okay. <laughs> Come on, brother. Wake up. Oh. It is a race thing. Courtney B. My Vance, favorite. I got to say, guys, like, again, I'm going to plug it again. If you have not watched The People versus OJ Simpson. I've said this many times, but that is my Star Wars. Like yeah. <laughs> when when the when the Bronco shows up on screen, I was like, "Oh, like the Bronco! They got a they got a Bronco! Oh my god!" Like I was so I was like, "Oh my god, who's gonna be who's gonna be Kim? Who's gonna be? like?" I was just obsessed. Oh. With it. I love the idea that that like Star Wars, you're dressing up before every episode. <laughs> I'm like dressed up like AC. I'm like sitting in the front. I'm like, this is cool. I'm driving people around. Uh, it, it's it it is so good that series, and I do think 
It goes into some of the trial. Like, it really paints the picture that OJ did it, which I don't necessarily agree with 100%, but they really do a great job in showing how bad the cops were and how race played into this and how Mm -hmm. ultimately they tried to frame him, whether he did it or not, or his son was involved. And it's so good good and well acted. And Courtney B. Vance and like fucking Darden and Marsha Clark are so good in it. Yeah. I, I, I I'll I'll give you one last yes. uh, alternative theory. And this one actually is my favorite. And you've brought it up uh once or twice already, mm. but I think it's worth digging into a little. One of the arguments that I read on the internet that people make for OJ being innocent of the crime not in fact a murderer is the brain damage that he suffered from professional football that the cte somehow exempts him from the (laughs) crimes that he committed well you know it's if if you watch the really really sad aaron hernandez documentary Mm -hmm. it really makes you want to look at everybody's brain like the junior say out of it all like there's a lot of really fucked up shit going on sure and i don't think it makes him innocent (laughs) i was about to say (laughs) where do we where does innocence come into that because sad a hundred percent i ultimately think like for justice to be served on that like we have to figure out a way to one look i hate the nfl i don't like that league at all but we have to yeah. figure out a way to protect those players and we have to figure out a way to treat them after they play. Because if not, yeah. you're going to have a lot of very young, almost going broke, extremely dangerous individuals that are like, yeah, uh, that are unwell because of like, I think it happens in soccer in, in Europe and it happens in football out here. And it's like, you, you got to be careful with those head injuries, man. Like that. Right. You crazy. trained a dude for a for five to ten years to lift 400 pounds over his head and then afterwards you left him with zero money and zero accountability so yeah he's probably gonna act and nut. tons of scarring in his brain like there is sure it is really sad what happens to those players in the nfl and i feel like it's such a grinding and look oj came from a time where you could get rich like he was one of the lucky ones like he had a career mm-hmm. after the nfl commercials everything so even then i I do think that and look all the stuff that we know he did the abusing of of nicole the like incidents of rage in the hotel room and on the streets of miami like that shit i can attribute to cte is he not guilty that dude is still very guilty of that (laughs) (laughs) but it is it is a sad circumstance for sure. And I think to your earlier point, the hope would be that we we figure out a way because I think the only way to check for CTE right now is for Post. you to. Yeah, you have to be dead and like pull the brain apart, which is um, so sad. They got to figure out a way to find that in some sort of. Yeah, if, to figure out a way to track it early and then to your point, get people the help that they need, even if, you know, they have committed crimes, ultimately getting them into some kind of service where they can be held accountable, but also get better from whatever this shit is, is the goal. Here's what they got to do. Get rid of helmets. In the NFL. (laughs) No lie. If there are no helmets, look at these rugby dudes. They're not getting the same injuries because they're not taking the same risks. Yeah, I'm not going skull to skull. I'm not not diving missile head first. I I just really want the Washington football team to win. No, I I can't. I can't. It's very upsetting to me. But 
Absolutely. Is that a conspiracy? I don't think so. Like, I think it's probably just you might as well assume OJ had it. The amount of miles on him as a running back and the amount of the load he took and the way he ran. It, it, sure. I think the conspiracy was more of uh, <laughs> once you this, have it, you're kind of this like free to do whatever him. you want. Yeah, it's like a get out of jail free card. It's like, no, no, no. I uh, I earned my brain. No, damage, no. The so get out of I'm jail free. free card was that he was famous <laughs> and rich. <laughs> There, there it is. We did it, Sean. This was a fantastic time. Yeah, I, I'm so happy you did it. Could you tell the people where they could find you? Any cool stuff? You yeah, have going just check on? out my Patreon at uh, Patreon.com/slash Sean Distant. I'm like you mentioned, I'm doing this Ninja Turtles podcast where we talk about all the Ninja Turtles movies with Scott Ackerman, and uh, it's real fun. There's other other improv on there, and, and a lot of other fun stuff coming. And um, yeah, you know, look out for some. God, I, there's some shows coming out, but I don't even know when, so I can't really promote them. But there's some stuff on the horizon, so just check it out. Okay, hell yeah. Uh, and as always, you can follow me at Langston Herman. And please, if you have drops, if you have conspiracies of your own, if you have voicemails you would like to send us, please leave them all at mymamapod at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Otherwise, I don't know. Bye. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.